Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sure, not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now, these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. <laughs> On 95.7 The Game. I, I told you the story just a few weeks ago, I feel like, where, and I'll give credit to my dad, my cowboy hatred was, was <laughs> this was not uh, nature, it was nurture. Like, this was taught to me. I was brought to a late-season Cowboy 49er game at Candlestick, and it was explained to me in the car on the way to Candlestick, Dallas is the team that is always in the way. Like, the reason the 49ers have never been able to get over the top is because of the dang Dallas Cowboys. And then I got to that game, and I told you the story of the foam finger. Yeah. My parents had just given me the foam finger. and I was heartbreaking a little tale. kid. I was so excited, and I'm a woohoo! Niners and I'm waving my foam finger and it wasn't even three minutes into the first quarter when some cowboy fan leans forward and instead of being a normal human being about it and going excuse me you know or even talk to my dad like I can't quite see the game you know like spent my last dollar on these tickets I'd like to be able to see the game and this foam fingers in my face instead he leans forward and whispers in my ear if you put that foam finger up one more time I'm going to shove that thing up your wahoo uh, and, and he, he kept it real he whispered that into a little kid's ear and from that moment I have hated the Dallas Cowboys. I admire the Cowboy fan for keeping it real, Mark. Because <laughs> it's, you know, that he was expressing he his honest feelings exactly in the moment. Huh? And, uh, you know, I don't want to blame Tom Willard, but it feels like bad parenting oh, to me. It does? To allow you to thrust that foam finger into the air repeatedly oh, during so live game I'm action. An innocent little kid. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's no like excuse. Just, you know, you're waving. It's no excuse. How old were you? Nine? I was waving my Ten? hands in the air. I was waving like, him like you just I just didn't don't care. care. Yeah. Yeah, but he did care. Right. And he checked you. <laughs> Checkmate is what happened. He knew. He knew. He goes, this guy's going to grow up to be. You got served. Yeah. Is what happened. You got served by <laughs> a cowboy fan. Mouth. Yeah. I mentioned it before. October 11th, 1981. My first ever 
49er game, and I was 13 years old. Didn't have a lot of coin back in the day. Dwayne, my late father, second reference, took us to the game, and uh, man, it was the Cowboy game, and we knew that it was a big deal, and we knew that the Cowboys were the hated rival, and the Niners rolled that day, 45-14, continuing a an odd year coming off of 1980 where they absolutely stunk in 79 with OJ Simpson as the running back you weren't supposed to beat Dallas let alone beat him in that fashion and that's when I knew that Dallas was the rival I just wonder though I I wondered like this was a a, a genuine thought last night I'm like I get it you know you like we're in the same neighborhood age even even Bonte and Joe uh, they're a little younger than us but but everybody's got you're kind four. of the bridge between me Every, and them well, you're kind of in between yeah but yeah. but but bottom line yeah. is we're all old enough to understand where this comes from but if, if if you don't have a four in front of your name you know and, and even if you do like truly would love to hear from everybody today uh twitch youtube good morning glad you're there the comments xfinity mobile text line in 888-957-9570 where does your cowboy hatred come from when was it born and why because normally and i i, I think we understand the layers of this there's jerry jones there's ratings uh they are a very very big brand they're a very big brand. So are the 49ers. I'll point to something that may not really resonate with everyone, but when Vivid Seats hands out an award at the end of the year for fan base of the year, they gave it to the San Francisco 49ers Look fan base. Look you working in the live read. Well, I, listen, I, I've never done what I did. I don't know how or when this happened when 49ers fans decided we're just going to travel to every game. It's a feel. It feels like a new thing, and I slipped and fell into it too. I went to two road games this year. I've never done that before, so I don't know what's going on. You go to SFO on a Friday in the fall, it's just red everywhere. Not People Niners fans. Yeah. It doesn't matter where the game is. People are heading out. So who is America's team for real now? These are these are very very big brands. I get the visibility of it. Jerry Jones, the history. But I also understand that while the Niners haven't had as much success as we would have liked, I think they've been to a couple Super Bowls here in the last decade. Right. The Cowboys have stunk for 30 years. The Patriots are really America's team, but There's that the too. Cowboys yeah. already have the moniker. And if you want to talk about what America's team really is, it would be the most successful, most popular team in football. And right now, the 49ers are closer to being America's team than the Cowboys are. But that title has already been given to the Cowboys. So it's not like Miss America where every year it gets rotated to a different team. I will say this, to your point, the Niners as a road team, they've been dominant. And, you know, the Packers were America's team for a little while. But now that the quarterback is so unlikable and they don't win like they used to, they've fallen down. Tom Brady left New England. They've fallen down. The Cowboys, to your point, haven't been to a even a conference championship game in damn near 30 years, if I'm not mistaken. So they've fallen down. So maybe it is the 49ers right now who are the most popular team in America. We just had the anniversary of the catch a couple of weeks ago. 41 years. And, and, and for My the, man. Yeah, for those of you who don't know that history and the reason why it was such a big deal, it's not just a dramatic 28-27 win to send the 49ers to the Super Bowl and, and win it for the first time. It wasn't just that. It was an exorcism. It, it, it was, we finally got over the top on the Dallas Cowboys. But yeah, that was 41 yeah. years ago. 
and outside of their pow-pow, their one-two punch there in the mid-90s, and they were the best team. Uh, but the 49ers ended up getting over in one of those years as well, and Steve Young wins a Super Bowl. Like, outside of that, the Cowboys have been completely non-threatening ever since then and have no real history outside of the mid-90s in terms of doing anything that's mattered to the 49ers and their fans. Yet, boy, we get triggered. Boy, we get triggered when we see that star. No doubt. I'm no different. But I, I wonder individually for everybody... What is behind that? Is it the history? Is it Jerry? Is it overexposure? Is it the America's team label? Is it's it- that damn star. Okay. It's all of it, Mark. It's all of it and even more. And I, I wonder what really does trigger people. And I, I want to hear from people to say, what is the one thing? Because for me, it goes back to when I was a kid when they were so dominant. Like why the Lakers trigger me, it's the same reason that why the Cowboys trigger me. I'll give you my number one answer on the board coming up next. It'll surprise you uh, because it didn't necessarily travel well. But it is what was at the core of it back when I was a kid coming oh. up. But we'd love to hear from you on that. 888-957-9570. Tim Roy's going to hop in here with Tales of the White House coming up next. Uh, Brian Brodus in Dallas will join us next hour, but we got plenty of room for you. And a reminder to get geared up for the playoffs at our store, our merch shop, relevant t-shirts and DPOY shirts, 957thegameshop.com. Also, Warriors tomorrow. Tune into Warriors Live, 957 The Game, presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. Tim Roy and your phone calls next on Willard and Dibs. Now back to Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. Okay, okay. What should I call him? So he's calling me Lillard. Joe Biden's calling Clay Thompson Kai. Call him Steve. Steve Curry. Steve Curry. E. Exactly. <laughs> Steph Curry and Steve Curry. Steve Curry. E. Um, Tom Roy joining us in moments. <laughs> did I get that wrong? Uh, yes. Wait, it's, what it's, did it's, I? Yes. It's an obliteration <laughs> sensation <laughs> That's a of, of his name. Is what it is. Okay, I think uh, I think he's ready. Let's do it. Let's get uh, Tales of the White House, and then we're going to get back to your calls. Start your calls, 888-957-9570. Where did the Dallas hatred uh, come from? Where was it born for you? And, and, man, I would really love to hear from some people who haven't had their 35th birthday yet as to... Are, are we making this up, or, or have we done a good job of parenting and handed this Dallas Cowboy hatred down here in the Bay Area? So we'll get to all of that. But, uh, but yeah, let's get Tim Roy in here and find out what it was like to go to the White House and be a guest for the first time in his life, unless this isn't the first time in your life. Um, and, and your job, I imagine it's not. So how did maybe this compare to the other ones, Tim? Well, the the other one was with the Warriors back in the, you know 2016, and that was um, you know really special for me because it was the first time I've ever been to the White House, and uh, just to walk around and go through all the rooms and and do all that that was you know spectacular. And and President Obama came out and just owned the room. I mean, he he has you know charisma beyond belief, and 
and he knew all about the Warriors. He didn't need any help at all. He uh, he's a big basketball guy. So uh, so that was fun. And yesterday was you know it was spectacular as well. Uh, I thought President Biden did a really nice job. And you know, I hope when I'm his age that I can get down to one knee and 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 have somebody help me up. You know, so um, uh, it's it's um, it's it's something that you don't take for granted when because you consider, you know, all the great announcers, all the great players, all the great coaches in this league, and there's a whole bunch of them that either never got to do this or will never get to do it. And so uh, when I think about that, I think about how lucky I am to get that chance. Incredible, and just to see the proceedings and Kamala Harris, of course, with her deep, deep Bay Area roots and her Warriors ties as a fan from Oakland. It was pretty cool to see that all come to pass. Let's talk about Steph Curry in the moment, coming in with the president, looking presidential. I'm not asking you to project out Steph Curry in a political career. We don't know if he wants to go that route or not, but how does Steph Curry look and feel in that room in that moment? Uh, he looks like he belongs there. You know, I mean, he, uh, <laughs> he, he certainly has that, you know, type of, of presence and, and he has that type of, of, uh, ability to get people to rally around him. And so, um, you know, when you, when you think about that and think about all the good things he does, you know, he could very easily just be living on a mansion in the hill, counting his money and, and, you know, just, uh, going on incredible trips and doing everything else. But he doesn't do that. He and his wife, Aisha, they, they get back to the community. You know, they're concerned about kids. They're concerned about families. And, uh, so, you know, he certainly takes his position and makes the best out of it for everybody. Um, Tim, can you please explain what was it like for the Warrior players when they found out that they weren't there because of their championship, but you guys were invited to the White House to celebrate your California Sportscaster of the Year Award? There you go. <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, they don't know that, but uh, it. Um, uh, thank you for, for uh, that. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Congratulations. I, it's it's really uh, it's incredible. Uh, to me, uh, you know, it came totally out of the blue. You know, I, I had no idea about it. I had no idea. You know, when they called and said, hey, you've been nominated. And I said, nominated for what? And, you know, because I didn't know. And so, um, you know, when you when you go and, and, and look at the names that have won before, you know, I might need even going back a year, the great Kate Scott, who's, you know, breaking down barriers and doing a great job with, you know, what she does. But just go to, you know, the... Uh, the names of you know, like Ben Scully and Chick Hearn and John Miller and, and you know, Ken Korak and all these all these great announcers, Bob Miller, all these great announcers, you know, from from other sports and other venues, and and uh, to have you know, and Bill King to have my name in an award that was won by Bill King. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, that's just that that just really brings it into to perspective for me, and uh, I'm very very flattered and humbled that, that uh, you know I got that award. No, it's incredible, Tim, and I, I'm glad that you're able to at least, you know, flex on it a little bit. I hate to bring you down with the reality, but you are 32 Sportscaster of the Year awards behind Vin Scully. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, how are you going to close in on Vin, Tim? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. Um, uh, you look at the, uh, the uh, got a, a very nice uh, text from an old, old friend of mine, Bruce Howard, who's the voice of, of the Tulsa Hurricane. And he and I uh, basically, you know, uh, started out in the same league. We were both in the New York Penn League. He was the voice of the Watertown Pirates. I was the voice of the Eagle Blue Sox. And, and so 
uh, he sent me this text. He says, hey, look, I don't want to say anything. I've, I've got two of these. He says, but then he, like, he puts a big laugh high. He goes, goes, but I don't have the comp that you have out there. So, uh, so I, you know, I, I, I'm certainly not looking to, to pass Vince Kelly. I don't think that's going to happen. But just, like I said, just to have my name on that is just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Just to, to think yeah. about that. Scully, Enberg, Hearn, Bill King. I mean, they basically held it down for like 40 years, Tim. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 unbelievable, and you know uh, you'd have to go back, and I I don't think there's been another warrior announcer to win it since Bill King in the seventies. You know, I mean, I know I know Greg Papa won uh, the the award, but I believe he was with the the Raiders back in the late two thousand. Yeah, so he was uh, long gone from the the Warrior page. So um, you know, to, to Again, as I tell people, any list I'm on that links me to Bill King by default, you know, I'm thrilled with. Um, May Vin rest in peace. If you bring a Chargers jersey to his gravesite, I think you might be able to catch him. I, that, that's just my take. <laughs> I think I think yeah, that's the best way to close the gap is give someone a Chargers jersey. But <laughs> nice. no, no, Tim, oh. let's 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 oh. talk a little. I know. Let's talk a little. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little uh, hoops. Can, can, you, can you imagine? Can you imagine guys like Dan Fouts watching that, or even? Oh going back those to Sid Gilman watching that they must be going nuts yeah. well especially in the NFL when you've got a great quarterback like it, it, it's just it's wild it's absolutely wild sometimes um, but but Tim you know definitely as they get ready for Boston tomorrow night would love to talk a little ball with you and answer a question that we were throwing out to one another yesterday I I've reached the point of scratching my head with regard to why and I know all the injuries but like, why is the Warrior defense not better? I, I just don't think they're really tied in yet. I don't think they've really had um, uh, the, the the type of consistent lineup and effort to get that done. Now, I, I think what we saw the other night in, in Washington, game on the line, the defense tightened up. Their best defensive quarter, in my estimation, was the fourth quarter. And so um, I thought that was really... You know, really interesting to to say the least, and and so I think there's there's that, and I think also too that they've, you know, other teams know that they really don't have a shot blocker on the roster other than maybe Draymond. You know, Wiseman hasn't played enough to become that guy, and so um, you know when you when you factor all that in, it's it's really you know it's really hard to to uh, become a consistent defensive team. And the dis- defensive inconsistency has been really rearing its ugly head on the road. Is that where you would point the finger in terms of why they've been such a bad road team yet so much better at home? Yeah, I think the, I think the defense has a lot to do with that. I thought at the beginning of the year, I, I, I initially um, attributed that to uh, the fact that, that they were coming off a championship. You know, and I think the guys weren't, you know, mentally ready to start the grind just yet. And they were hit with a, a quick road trip right off the bat. And so I think they weren't ready to really start grinding yet. And so, uh, and, you know, the core of this team's a veteran team. You know, they can, they can read a calendar. You know, they know it's November. And, and what happens in November doesn't matter to what happens in April and May. So, except for seating, obviously. But the... the so I, I think there's part of that, but I think on the road, I just, just think they've gotten a little scattered. I think they, they, they kind of you know, wait for their jump shots to take over the other team, and, and you can't do that. You got, you know, They hadn't uh, won a game coming into this trip on the road of their three, road, three or four road wins, 
had all been when they shot 50% or better. And that tells you that they hadn't had that grinder game where they shoot 42% but still win. They need to put a few of those in the bank uh, but you know, so to make the next step, I will say it's really uh, there is something really interesting. I went down the rabbit hole the other morning, and a year ago uh, this week, the Warriors were thirty-two and twelve. Right off that great start, uh-huh. Boston Boston's record was twenty-three and twenty-two. <laughs> right, sounds familiar. So these two teams have kind of flipped their seasons, if you will, and it, but it also tells you. It's still, you know, mid-January that there's still plenty of time, not just for the Warriors, but for other teams to get their act together and, and to start playing like a championship contender. Because of the recent history now between these two teams, and for some, uh, most of us who have never been to a basketball game in Boston and maybe never will, give us a sense of what's awaiting the Warriors in the stands tomorrow night. Um, picture... Uh, you know, your most hated rival in high school and pack that with 17,000 of those guys and give them no restrictions as to what they can say. <laughs> and that's what you're going into. You're going into this, you know, it's going to be a, a fired up uh, Boston crowd. They're going to be ready for this game. They'll be uh, certainly saluting Draymond in their own unique uh, way. And um, so I expect it's going to be a real hostile environment on Thursday. I think I'm looking forward to it. I think it's good. I think we've seen this year that, for the most part, when they're healthy, you know, the better teams bring out the best in them, and I expect that on Thursday night. Draymond Green has been kind of two different players this year. There's been the technical foul recipient and the ejected player, yet there's been the rejuvenated two-end all-court force. Where do you put Draymond Green in terms of this game and his ability to stay on the floor? I, I think he'll be good. I think he understands the... the uh, the need for him to stay on the floor in a game like this. You know, I thought in that Detroit game when he got ejected, I thought that was kind of a weak double technical. You know, I, I, I really hope we get back to uh, officials warning guys and, you know, and then say, hey, cut it out or I'm going to have to give you a tee. You know, and then that ends it. That stops it right there. And we used to do that a lot in the league. We don't do that anymore. But uh, I hope we get back to that. But, the, um, you know, I, I think he understands the gravity of it. I think you'll see a good Draymond performance. Tim, uh, congratulations again. Have a great call tomorrow night. We'll be listening. Thank you so much. And by the way, I'm, I'm uh, hosting tonight for Kevin Dana on the roundtable. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I'm going to have a nice sit-down with uh, Steph Curry on our flight to Boston, uh, talk to Mark Spears, and we're going to look back at that game in San Antonio and the trip to the White House. Should be a fun show. 32 oh. more, Tim, and you catch Vince Gully. Hang in there. <laughs> you got to vote for me, Dibs. All right, Let's buddy. Back to vote. <laughs> no doubt. It'll be an election <laughs> sensation once it, once it happens again. Ah. There you go. Almost, there you go. almost. That was close. Yeah, was close, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, thanks. Thanks, Tim. Bye, guys. All the right, best. see you later. He's there the goes. best. He is the, he is the best. Do you have a vote? You don't have a vote? I don't have a you vote. vote? No, nah, I'm kind of I mean, like the Mike Silver uh, when it comes to these yeah, things. They don't want me to vote. Biggest no-brainer <laughs> in the history of mankind. I just Googled it just to see, and uh, I did see Kate Scott, 95-7 The Game, alum, friend of the program. She actually uh, took three of my jobs that I had had. <laughs> she actually followed me three different times, so I 
I always joke with her, like, you know, she's a job taker. Who's the real trailblazer? Exactly. Am I right? Yeah, if it wasn't for me, Scott, <laughs> where would you be? Now, but she yeah. won it yeah. last year, and Tim wins it this year, and so I just went back in history to see who else, and Vince Gully has won it 33, <laughs> 33 times. times. You know, so Dibs, I'm, I'm actually shocked you haven't been nominated for one. You I mean, who could forget this? Coach, congratulations, and I guess if things go your way, we'll see you back here. One for the thumb, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't need one. I only got four fingers, so I'm good. I actually was the favorite that year until that happened. Uh, that happened in late December. Listen, we play that a lot. I don't think we play it enough. It's really underrated. It's in, it's really incredible as a moment. It's incredible. <laughs> No, especially because you've yeah. done it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You've done exactly what I was of doing, sideline reporting. Yes, yes. And so you know, <laughs> when I tell you that I committed the cardinal sin, you can appreciate it because as a sideline reporter, and I was doing the the award presentation, which is basically the same thing, oh. the golden rule is two questions. You get two questions. If you're lucky. Well, yeah. normally, like, hey, you know, like the Popovich sideline, question one, question two, good luck, back to you. I went for a third question, and that was my third Boy. question. And that's why you yeah. haven't been yeah. nominated. Yeah, that's, well, I was the leader in the clubhouse until the the Ooh. one for the thumb. By the way, lost uh, it. I mean that. Quite yeah. frank, I don't want you to feel bad about that. Oh, no, I don't. Quick aside before we get back to Cowboys and Niners. I, like to me, that's the greatest m moment in the history of sideline reporting. Not because you're my friend and my partner, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> it makes everyone laugh. Nothing ever comes from the sideline interview ever. Right. I've, I've said this a hundred times. I actually wish it would go away. Hey, John Harbaugh, stop being a jerk. What are you doing? Like you don't j just if you're gonna act like that to Melissa Stark, who's a longtime pro, if you're going to act like that, just tell the network no and take your fine or whatever. Just just no. If you're literally like, so here's the deal. I'm not only not going to say anything, I'm going to get annoyed when you ask me to say something, and then I'm going to get to the point where I have to act like a jerk and make you feel bad for even asking me the questions that you're supposed to ask. Well, then what are, yeah. we, do what are we doing here? Well, and I, and I hate to defend Harbaugh's in general okay. because they're indefensible, but her first question was a bad question. What did you think of that penalty? How is he supposed to answer that question when she asks him, what did you think of that penalty? Is he supposed to say, you know, I thought that the side judge nailed it. I thought that the trajectory on the yellow hanky was beautiful. <laughs> it was majestic. Who knows? I thought it was a good call. Maybe he'll answer it. Maybe he'll say it was a bad call. Of course, the answer is exactly what he gave, which is, I didn't like it. Right. Okay. Next question. Okay, but so, that's not the part where he was a jerk. He was a jerk well, at the end. She opened him up with a question that he had no... No way to answer other than to be a jerk. And then I, he did double down yeah, I don't think on he, his jerkery. See, I didn't feel the first answer was jerky. I really did. Spadone, do you have it? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Do you have, see if you can find it. No rush. I know we're throwing this at you organically here, but I want people to hear it so that they can sort of weigh in on the, I didn't feel like he was being a jerk with his first answer. I, I felt it was at the end when he was just kind of like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it was almost like, get out of here with your questions. Look, uh, I, as a reporter, you don't know what the person is going to say. And so fall back on going to the thing that the viewers are thinking about. Even if it is a question that you think, okay, maybe they can't answer it. Maybe they won't answer it. But let's find out. Okay, do we have it right now? This is John Harbaugh, Ravens game, Melissa Stark over the weekend. Think about that last penalty. Well, I didn't like the last penalty. And so what will you tell your guys defensively? Oh, we'll be fine. Our guys will be fine. It's going to be a hard-fought game out here. We're, we're going to play a good game. And Tyler Huntley with that interception, you said we might see Anthony Brown. What will that take? We'll just see how the game goes, okay? Thanks. Thanks, John. Like there's no. T- I don't think that that's him being a jerk. The Tyler Huntley thing at the end is literally the question that right. should be asked. And so what's he supposed to say? Ha- well, you know, we- if he makes one more mistake, I'm pulling him. No, he's they not going to give an answer. They there. weren't. They they. First of all, this was a report that had come out prior to the game. You might use both quarterbacks. Right. It's a bunch of ways to answer that. First of all, game flow, Melissa, is going to determine that. We'll see. You could even be like, look, uh, you know, th- th- that's a strategic thing. I don't necessarily want to want to go into that. But we'll just see how the game goes. Okay? Facts. You don't need to get sarcastic, dude. Well, I mean, that's... She's doing her job. And he gave the most honest answer that he could. You don't need we'll to be see a how the game. We'll see how the game goes. If he said Thanks. it like that, it would have been fine. We'll, ju- we'll just see how And he definitely goes. mumbled okay. some expletives yeah. after he left. He yeah. gave a, okay, facts. Well, and I think that the greater, hey, John, the greater point you. is you're putting these coaches in a very bad spot. I think because I agree. You're in, the, you're in the heat of the game, the emotions of the game, and she opens up with, "What did you think of that last penalty?" Well, Melissa, I actually loved it because <laughs> when my team has self-inflicted wounds, it actually makes me feel well, good as a masochistic head coach. Okay, <laughs> it, next it, question. If you're gonna put, if you're saying this is putting a coach in a bad spot, and I don't terribly disagree, then you're also putting the reporter in a bad spot because what we want, what you're telling me is what we actually want to know. They can't answer, and actually, I think there's some truth to that, which is why sideline interviewing should go away unless it's Dan Dibley and people who are missing certain parts of their body. That was a post-game. That is, that is the whole, Yeah. Right. That's that was totally. me asking a coach post-game because he had won four. Right. The so great Roger Canepa, Central Catholic in Modesto. And I don't believe that the, he actually did get one for the thumb. And if he did get a fifth, it wouldn't go on that same hand because he only has four fingers. And the beauty of that moment, Mark, as we bring it back to me, is you actually see a when he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I only got four fingers. And he slowly yeah, raises yeah, his hand. And he's got four fingers. You and you what? see me. I'm holding the mic. I got gloves on. It's freezing at the old Snub Hub Center down in Carson, California. And I look at his hand. And I look at the camera. 
And I look back at his hand, <laughs> and I look back at the camera, and I say, well, <laughs> there you have it, Steve. There you have it. Steve Quiss, the great Southern California uh, you know, anchor play-by-play you, guy. You, well, Steve, you heard it here. You, four <laughs> fingers and four rings. Back to you, Steve. You could have fired back. Hey, coach. Don't you have another hand? Wow, dude, in the moment, all I could look at was the stump. And so I go home that night, and I, all I can think about is, should I have known that the coach had four fingers? I'm going to say no. Four. I'm so say no. <laughs> I, start, I start Googling it, Mark. Roger Canepa accident. Roger Canepa four fingers. Four and fingers. I, I find it, Mark. I find it. Yeah, but it what? was a woodworking accident from 2005. I should have known. That's not game prep. That it had is nothing, game no, prep. It had nothing to do with the game. The fact was out there. Dibs. I should have known it. I am defending Much like you. Melissa Stark should have known that John Harper. Ball was not going to be happy about the penalty. What was the coach's name? What was his name? Roger Canepa. Hey, He's Roger, a legend. Roger, do you or do you not have a thumb? Oh, you got one. Okay. Maybe. I didn't look yeah. at his other hand. Yeah. One for the thumb. You didn't say two for the thumbs. One for the thumb, Rog. Okay. Yeah. Stop yeah. being so hard on yourself. You no. did a great job. And I think the beauty of the whole thing is, yeah. and Spadoni loves to play that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. Okay. Because he can barely contain himself because he's about to blow my career out of the water. <laughs> and look, you ended up here. Yeah, boy. Uh, all right. uh, thank you, Tim Roy. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Also, the road to Glendale begins now. Brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Let's get into it. Your call next. 888-957-9570. The Dallas Cowboys haven't beaten the 49ers in the playoffs in 29 years. They haven't been to a Super Bowl in 28 years. Yet everyone's all freaked out and scared of them. So, why? Where does your cowboy hatred actually come from? And for me, I have to point to one specific former cowboy. And this is not going to be easy to say. But, I gotta say it. Because you know me, Dibs. I I like to keep it a hundred. You keep it real, right. Mark. So that's how we do it here on Willard and Dibs. Yeah, yeah. John Lynch, GM of the 49ers, joins us here in the morning. Rose, can you take us through the negotiations or how that trade transpired to get Christian McCaffrey midseason? Because you guys haven't looked back with Christian McCaffrey. You know, you start thinking, wow, if there's a guy to go get, this is a guy who could, you know, the word we kept using was unlock what we do and make us even more tough to deal with. The productivity has been great. It's, it's really been a, a nice deal for this organization. This is the Bay Area's sports station. <laughs> 95 the game. Every small business owner knows business happens everywhere. The office, the warehouse, or on the road. And no matter where it takes you, there's one solution to help your business thrive. Comcast Business Complete Connectivity. It's the largest, fastest, reliable network with advanced gig speed Wi-Fi and cyber threat protection in one solution. Get started for just $49.99 a month. Plus, add Comcast Business Mobile and you can save up to 60% a year on your wireless bill. And ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card. Going places, and when you get there, be ready to do business. The complete connectivity solution from the company that powers more small businesses than any other provider. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ends 2-21-2023. Restrictions apply. Requires EcoBill and AutoPay. New 50 megabits per second internet and Comcast Business Security Edge customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra. After 12 months, regular rates apply. Gig internet required for gig Wi-Fi. Mobile savings compares pricing of top three carriers. 
The Manufacturer's RV Show is back. See hundreds of RVs from dealers all over the West Coast. Don't miss the 34th Annual Manufacturer's RV Show at the Alameda County Fairgrounds in Pleasanton, January 21st through the 29th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.